You're listening to Season 2 of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is Episode number 287, and today we'll read Matthew chapters 27 and 28 together, The Death and Resurrection of Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me from the beginning, simply reading God's Word together. We built some spiritual muscles in 2020 with just the New Testament, but this year we're going all out, cover to cover, Old Testament and new. So whether with your first cup in the morning, your commute to work, or as the last thing on your mind before sleep, God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. Matthew, chapter 27. When daybreak came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. After tying him up, they led him away and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that Jesus had been condemned, was full of remorse and returned the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. I have sinned by betraying innocent blood, he said. What's that to us, they said. See to it yourself. So he threw the silver into the temple and departed. Then he went and hanged himself. The chief priests took the silver and said, It's not permitted to put it in the temple treasury, since it is blood money. They conferred together and bought the potter's field with it as a burial place for foreigners. Therefore, that field has been called Field of Blood to this day. Then what was spoken through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him whose price was set by the Israelites, and they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor. Are you the king of the Jews? the governor asked him. Jesus answered, You say so. While he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he didn't answer. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how much they are testifying against you? But he didn't answer him on even one charge, so that the governor was quite amazed. At the festival, the governor's custom was to release to the crowd a prisoner they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who is it you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was because of envy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judge's bench, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for today I've suffered terribly in a dream because of him. The chief priests and the elders, however, persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to execute Jesus. The governor asked them, Which of the two 
do you want me to release for you? Barabbas, they answered. Pilate asked them, What should I do then with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all answered, Crucify him. Then he said, Why? What has he done wrong? But they kept shouting all the more, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that a riot was starting instead, he took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. All the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and after having Jesus flogged, handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the governor's residence and gathered the whole company around him. They stripped him and dressed him in a scarlet robe. They twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and placed a staff in his right hand. And they knelt down before him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him, took the staff, and kept hitting him on the head. After they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they found a Cyrenian man named Simon. They forced him to carry his cross. When they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they gave him wine mixed with gall to drink. But when he tasted it, he refused to drink it. After crucifying him, they divided his clothes by casting lots. Then they sat down and were guarding him there. Above his head, they put up the charge against him in writing, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two criminals were crucified with him one on the right and one on the left. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, He saved others but he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now, if he takes pleasure in him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, even the criminals who were crucified with him taunted him. From noon until three in the afternoon, Darkness came over the whole land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, that is, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and offered him a drink. But the rest said, Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. 
But Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the curtain of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And they came out of the tombs after his resurrection, entered the holy city, and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Many women who had followed Jesus from Galilee and looked after him were there, watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. When it was evening, a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph came, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. He approached Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then Pilate ordered that it be released. So Joseph took the body wrapped it in clean, fine linen, and placed it in his new tomb, which he had cut into the rock. He left after rolling a great stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were seated there, facing the tomb. The next day, which followed the preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, We remember that while this deceiver was still alive, he said, After three days I will rise again. So give orders that the tomb be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come, steal him, and tell the people he has been raised from the dead, and the last deception will be worse than the first. Take guards, Pilate told them. Go and make it as secure as you know how. They went and secured the tomb by setting a seal on the stone and placing the guards. Matthew chapter 28 After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. There was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards were so shaken by fear of him that they became like dead men. The angel told the women, Don't be afraid, because I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here for he has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. So departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples the news. Just then, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They came up, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus told them, 
Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. As they were on their way, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders and agreed on a plan, they gave the soldiers a large sum of money and told them, Say this, his disciples came during the night and stole him while we were sleeping. If this reaches the governor's ears, we will deal with him and keep you out of trouble. They took the money and did as they were instructed. And this story has been spread among Jewish people to this day. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Christ was sacrificed on a cross to pay for our sins. He provides us a way to spend eternity with him in spite of the fact that we can never, ever be worthy. But it is not enough that he died for us. It was also necessary for him to raise himself from the dead, to prove once and for all that he is who he says he is, the Son of God. The disciples went to bed on Friday night, dejected and depressed. They were certain that all they had labored for the past several years was for naught. They were certain that their Lord and Master was dead and gone. But when Christ returned in the flesh, the disciples underwent a dramatic transformation. It caused them to spend the rest of their lives proclaiming the gospel to the world. Eleven of the twelve would give their lives as martyrs, proclaiming the truth of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Jesus gave the same command to all of us at the end of Matthew 28, as he did them. We are to go and make disciples of all nations, spreading the good news of the gospel wherever we go. We are not to fear, but we are to take comfort because he is with us, always. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your ultimate sacrifice. Without you, we would be hopeless, condemned to eternity without God. Thank you for the hope that you give us. Give us the strength and determination to do your will here on earth, to spread the good news and make disciples wherever we go. Amen. Are you grateful for the gift of Christ on the cross? Tell me about it at LiftingHerVoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in His Word every day, you will be changed. Visit me at LiftingHerVoice.com with your comments and questions. 
And don't forget to visit the blog page while you're there. If you like the podcast, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review and share it with everyone you know. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow.